0: everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 508. We are that podcast that about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am dj Ma si am mako chan and and I think Ichigo forgot to hit the unmute on her side oh our mic won't unmute and also Ari is off tonight he's actually working a late shift he will be back with us next week and we ended up as you can see we took like an unexpected uh, week off last week um we're sorry but we're back but um like i have said on this show many times before you know we love doing this show and sometimes you know we may not be feeling well for whatever reason so you know if that happens somebody will you know will take will take off and i can and i'll try to find somebody to to sub in so last week you know mako wasn't feeling well ichigo wasn't feeling up to it so basically at that point no show. And I'm glad you all understand, so, you know. And that's how we roll around here, so. I should ask this next question because I don't know if I should ask it because I know what Ichigo's going to say, but anywho. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, Well, I'm doing good. Uh, Ichigo is still muted. Yeah, she's like flicking, flarn, flarn, flarkin' flarn. you know? Because cause her microphone won't unmute itself. So. I think I hear her pressing buttons, though. As do I. She says it's literally Skype. Skype is being evil to her. Am I unmuted? There you go! Yeah, I
1: hear you. Skype is literally saying that I'm not unmuted.
0: See, this is why I never... (laughs) See, this, this is why I don't use Skype to mute and unmute. I just go directly to the board, you know, and just pull the meter, you know?
2: Skype had an update.
1: That's weird. Anyway, uh, and I'm Ichigogami, and uh, I'll try muting via my board, because that's friggin' weird. It literally, like, I've been, like, trying to control M, and and I'm like, what? I can't. I'm literally ready to unmute. Sitting here, prepared, girdled loins, everything, and I can't unmute. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I thought I heard my own buttons, but I wasn't sure apparently skype is just uh failing today as usual
2: did you do the skype update
1: i don't know i whenever i start up skype i, I did start skype way before the show so it usually updates but i might have to go in and manually do it Wee! the fun of live programming mm. y'all
2: yeah when i came on this uh tonight i had a message up that oh there's an update for skype so, maybe that's what's
0: causing the issue. Maybe.
1: I love updates and drivers.
0: They're my absolute favorite. <laughs> Yay. And like, and like, Ron before 21 says, Skype sucks. You know what? I understand why people don't like Skype, and it sucks. The reason why we still use Skype, because our layout is fancy as fuck, as you can see. I can't do it to look this well with, um, with Discord. And I don't know if y'all remember, but the last time we tried to do a show live on Discord, it lagged so badly that we just jumped off and went right back to Skype, so. But maybe there has been some updates. I've always called Discord a, a, a forever living beta, so maybe I'll try it again in the future, you know? We'll see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. And since I'm running Windows 11, I haven't gotten any notifications about an update to Skype, but maybe I'll have to poke it with a stick and see what happens. I have, a, But what's funny, as much as people hate Skype, it's still being used in some other countries. So it's still going to be. Yeah,
1: yeah it's yeah. still an, an industry yeah. standard in a lot of places, too. Yeah. I,
0: I, yeah. Actually, they're trying to phase it out as an industry standard for Microsoft Office. Basically, the latest version of Office, there is no Skype for business. It's Teams, which is nice. It's like a corporate version of Discord and Slack, but you know. You know, when Microsoft bought Skype, they should let Skype run as it is, grab some elements, and put it into MSN Messenger and kept that bad boy going. So, you know. Anywho, Mm. uh, we are here, we are live, week of July 7, 2021, right here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. You'll find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 Eastern, um, Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, whatever works for you out. Um, you can find us here uh, also on Discord at vognetworkcom slash Discord with the rest of the shows that are part of the Voice of Geeks Network. We are part of the Voice of Geeks Network and you can find more information at vognetwork.com, and also here on Twitch at TwitchTV slash where they kick things off on Sundays starting at 8pm Eastern with the Bobby Blackwolf show followed by um, Orange Lodge Radio at 9 And how did you burn your tongue ichigo
1: i was really dumb
0: <laughs> Look, i'll
1: get to that in my weekend day but yeah i yeah. was really like today i don't know my brain wasn't present my coffee burned my tongue twice and it just was bad it was <laughs> all <know> bad.
0: <laughs> i have never i have never burned my- i i can't remember the last time i burned co- my tongue on coffee but every time i brew up the coffee it's like i'll take that first sip and it's like yeah, I need a little bit more milk, so I'll drink more bitter coffee, add a little bit more milk, <laughs> stir, and be like, "This is this is good, this is good, you know, this is fine."
1: <laughs> this is fine. World on flames around us. Oh, literal flames! Oh no. <sighs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: no. I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring some levity, but man, it is uh, it has been a lot heavier around here lately. So. No, not-
0: I, I, I I absolutely believe that. So. We're gonna and we're gonna kick things off with Mako, you know, with how was your week? How was your day? Um, I just I don't know if you guys can hear, but Damien is
2: snoring in the background.
0: No, we can't hear. Um him.
2: Yeah, so that that's all I hear right now is the cat snoring. Uh but yeah, weekend day, not bad. Um it was uh Pokemon Go Fest the other weekend, so I was hanging out with uh, with Jen for a bit That's and good. catching all the Pokemon, and we went down to Seaside on Sunday to hang out, and it was nice because it actually wasn't crowded. I thought it was going to be really, really crowded uh, being such a nice weekend, mm-hmm. um, but I guess because it was Sunday, it wasn't that bad. So it was nice to walk around um, and be able to, you know, really get out of the house for a little bit.
0: That's good. Speaking of getting out the house, have you noticed how this summer hasn't been as hot? I mean, during the day it's been hot, but at night it's been a lot more cooler than normal.
2: Yeah, it hasn't been horrible. There was there was those couple of days that um, got a little bit, a l- little bit warm.
0: Yeah, but like, it hasn't been that bad. Like, cause a- as y'all know, when we do when we get to the summertime, I have to turn off the air conditioner, put a fan over there, far away, so that you can't hear it on the microphone, but just enough where I can get cool. I th- I don't think I. have I I don't recall taking the fan out at all since the summer, and I've just been sitting here, with the sh- with the curtains open, the doors open, and getting a, a semi decent breeze, or it's just really cool. So I'm not complaining. Uh-huh. So yeah. There you go. How was your week? How was your day?
1: So glad you asked,
0: Ronma. <laughs> here we go. <laughs>
1: I feel like some weird anime character has been running with toast in their mouth and just having a really clumsy day. Um, So I drank really hot coffee twice Mm. because I don't learn. Mm. Um, I brew my coffee at near boiling. So if I don't let it sit, it is near boiling. And I like it that hot. Um, French press? because. no not french press but we have um it's a drip coffee okay it's a drip coffee i do have french press though but i've been using it a little less but yeah i brew it really hot and so um i end up burning my tongue and i think i stepped up in and i i've been you know doing a lot of uh, real clumsy hashtag aesthetic Mm -hmm. (laughs) stuff um so yeah that's been my day um And, uh, of course, I have been reorganizing my studio space a little bit. I've been trying to organize my resource library, which is what I call my book library, because I also have a fabric library, um, to make room for my pattern library, which is all my custom patterns that I've designed and made and, and, and produced off of CAD software and stuff. So I was working on that, but unfortunately... As many artists and creative and other like-minded fellows in the chat know, um, when you have things in your hand and there's a flat surface with nothing on it, what does that flat surface tend to do? (laughs) It tends to be the place where everything ends up. And unfortunately, my work table (laughs) got covered in stuff from my shelving that I was doing. So I had to clean that up today and I ran a little late when I was getting ready to stream and... Uh, it has just been it has been very uh, uh, crazy in the studio. Uh, quite quite manic and a little bit uh, a lot of things going on all at once. So, uh, yeah, in general though, uh, had a lot of projects to work on. and um, today we were sewing on a swimming corset, which is inspired by a Victorian extant garment. So that was it was just been a lot of work with patterns and cosplay stuff getting mm-hmm. ready to ramp up again. And, yeah, just a lot of stuff going on in the studio. That's good. Chaos, per usual.
0: Nothing like being the busy, busy bee that you are. Yes. All right, so my weekend day, as I always say it's the same with little changes here and there. As you can notice, one thing, I actually, actually got out, I got a haircut because I went out to a birthday party um over the weekend, and then I got caught off guard trying getting a call for tech support and I was like five shots in and I'm just like, I-, I-, I can't help you right now. It's like, I I can help you, but I need to be in front of a computer. Even five, even with five shots in me, I can still do it, but it would have been too late by the time I had gone home to do it and come back. So, you know, swing and a miss. So, you know, uh, ordered a couple of things online. I'll talk about that during geek round table. Other than that, you know, it's just been as is. Um, I have to, like, break down a bunch of these boxes behind me. I realize I've been getting a lot of stuff in the mail, so like I gotta take care of that. But other than that, you know, besides extra masking up, you know, it's it's been okay. You know, I can't complain too, too much. So, you know. <sighs> Okay, let's go ahead and move on To uh, housekeeping news here uh, Don't forget uh, Every episode of Anime Jam Session Is available on YouTube Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time These are not just uh, replays that are on Twitch That's available for two weeks These are all the episodes going back to The beginning of the year Which I believe is Let me pull up uh, this right here going all the way back to episode 482. So we have all, that's all of them, more or less. So check that out, uh, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. There's a section called uh, Podcast VODs. Click on that, and you'll see all of the episodes and what you hope you like. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, our bot has been updated, so if you go website, you'll get information about our website. I believe you do... Discord, you'll get information about the Discord and then some, so I've been fiddling around with things last night, so it'll be a little bit of fun there. Uh, don't forget to ch- the support uh, Vogue Network. Uh, check out the shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. Um, there's some cool merch in there, some shirts, mugs, caps. We love it. Um, another thing here I want to let y'all know about, this also kind of connects to what I mentioned earlier in the show about us not being able to be on the show on a regular. Um, See amazing voice actress. uh, Jessica Calvello is doing a hot tub birthday charity stream. Uh, This is going to be uh, August 8th from three to nine central standard time, which to us is from five to 11 Eastern uh, standard time. Uh, she's at twitch.tv slash Jessica Calvello. It's a charity stream in support of the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. So we will be uh, auto-hosting that. I will be popping in. I'll probably throw a couple of bucks towards it because when it comes to that, I-, I think everybody on the show, the fans, are can at least understand some of that. So, yeah. So... If you can, come out August 8th at twitch.tv slash Jessica Calvello. Have fun, watch her play games, talk, it's all good in the hood. So. Let's see, what else do we have here? Okay, we're getting to uh, Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about some of the cool geekier uh, aspects of our week, so... Mako, is that Freddy Krueger? Yes, it is. Oh my God. Yeah, so while well, out... Um,
2: While well, out on the boardwalk, I uh, at the very, very end, I found a crane game that had plushies of the various uh, monsters that go bump in the night. So there was a Freddy, there was a Dracula, there was a Wolfman, there was a Mummy, um, there was the clown from It!, Uh, there was, uh, I think one of the, I think Jason was in there too. Um, but the guy before me, he was, you know, spending money, spending money, spending money. And he finally got his, I don't even know how much money he ended up putting into the game. Um, and luckily it was one that you could you know, switch out. So he had them switch for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and with my first dollar, I knocked Freddie to lay down. And with my second dollar, I picked his ass up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I, 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 again, I don't know how much the guy before me ended up putting into this machine, but it actually gripped pretty well as long as they were, as long as they were laying down. So yeah, I got Freddie with two bucks.
0: I've seen that happen, you know, where someone will put in so much money and then the next person puts in a quarter, boom, they get it, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, as long as they don't try to dick you over with the claws, um, a, a lot of these places will make the claws too weak or we'll have them not spring. Um, but some of them you can get lucky and actually find it when the claws are actually working correctly. And this one was, I think the guy in front of me just didn't know what the hell he was doing. It so happens. yeah, I
0: was very excited to uh,
2: get my Freddy.
0: And as Sia Dabiri says, the best is when you get a freshly restocked game and you get five things in $10. Yeah, those are really nice. hmm Itchigo, what cool projects are you working on this week?
1: Apparently buzz buzz. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, all the bees. Um uh so oh, Okay, cool. Great, love that. Um working on some stuff for a small trippy do to a garden if if we're going. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um and then also some swimming. So uh I am working on a n- a victorian swimming corset which is based off of an extant garment from the victorian albert museum okay which is a historical costuming museum and um i i basically used the ideas from that corset to make into a more modern style corset because i am a modern bodied squishy being and um, so you are a precious squishy product, bean. i'm precious squishy bean. And so, I've been working on the mock up for that pattern. I made the mock up. It was a little too big. So, what I'll probably do is finish it up and put it in my shop in um, its space and purple and lovely. Um, and so, I need to make the actual finished garment. But because I've got the mock up done and I've got the final garment basically done today on stream, we tried to do polka dot and stripe, black and white stripe, uh, like really fancy fabrics. And I was having a problem matching up the polka dots, mm-hmm. um, so that <laughs> that was the day-to-day. But uh, that's kind of what I'm working on. So if you want to catch any of that project uh, work-in-progress, um, I'll be doing more of that on Thursday. But we're basically just working on that corset, and then also um, I want to make a big, like, cupcakey princessy, fluffy, lacy dress mm-hmm. in the next few months. Um, I also have been looking in my fabric stash to find all the fabrics to start working on my cosplay for next year of Hyperdimensional Neptunia. I am going to cosplay Neptune. um, And I'm just going to do her, like, (laughs) costumes that are comfortable enough to sleep in. That's been... (laughs) that's been kind of my go-to for any cosplays that I've been making is like, can I sleep in it? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and so it's going to be like a big pajama-y uh, sweatshirt. And then she has another one that I thought would be perfect for Zenkaicon, which is like a purple sundress with a little bolero over it. Um, so if I make it to Zenkaicon next year, uh, you will perhaps see me as Neptune from Hyper- Hyperdimensional Neptunia. Um, so yeah, I... I definitely understand that uh, some people are getting ready for cosplays and stuff like that, and uh, I am definitely joining you in that in that avenue. Um, so that's kind of what I've been nerding on about, that's and cool. hopefully we'll get some more stuff done soon. Yeah,
0: you know, I've been I've been wondering to get into the, the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games. I know the last one that that just came out. Didn't get very good reviews, but I have, like, a couple in my Amazon cart that I'm looking at. I'm like, well, I'll probably grab one or the other, you know? Mmm. And I also want to throw on a side note here that, yes, Ichigo is a squishy bean, but so is Mako-chan. The difference is Mako-chan will probably randomly whip out nunchucks or a large blade. I have lots of large blades. See? So...
2: I have lots of small blades, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I like sharp pointy objects. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. So, it's no secret that I am a Sailor Venus fan. Some would probably go as far as call me a fanboy. I, I, I really don't care. But I do see, like, various things on my feed, and it's like, That's nice. That's nice. It's like, I don't need that. I don't want... I have enough as it is. Like, I literally, like, the top shelf of my display case is basically a Venus shrine. But, you know... <laughs> in one I've of the Sailor it. Yes, Mo- yes it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second shelf is like an idol shrine, so, you know. So, in one of the Sailor Moon groups, somebody posted pictures of these little... Pre- these little Sailor Moon figurines somebody made a p- commented that they went to uh Barnes and Noble to collect them all but they couldn't find Venus and it was out of stock so I'm and I'm staring at it and it's like how did this fly under my radar what the hell how did I not know about this but then I come to realize I tend to know more about the Japanese figurines and accessories more than the American ones unless that one Sailor Moon group I'm in mean, actually talks about it. And I don't think they talked about these little these little figurines that they have for collecting. So there is a new small line called HGIF Premium Collection. So these things were like $12 a pop. So I'm checking Barnes & Noble. I'm checking Amazon. I'm checking eBay. And I couldn't find the Venus ones. Until I just did a Google search, and I found a place in Texas that had them reasonably priced for like sixteen dollars and change. So I bought two, (laughs) and here it is. Let's see if I cute. And right now, for like 55 bucks on Amazon, you can get the entire set. And I'm sitting there thinking, look, that, um... Let me go check it out. I'm thinking it's like a box with all five of the Senshi in in individual boxes. No, it's like one whole set that you put together. And I'm just like, no. I just want Venus. So, this, I will be making room for in the shrine. And the other one, if you look carefully, behind me is sitting up there. So... And also on the side note, the limited edition Bishojo Rarity is now out of stock with pre order So I'm just like, well, I guess I'll wait till I find it on Amazon. So, But then again, $20 figure. Those other $20 figurines are just good deals. Like, you know, mm-hmm. $20 for the figurine thirty and change for the shipping and if you're have an Otaku mode membership you redeem points so it's like twenty two dollars with tax and shipping. So now that we got that out of the way I, I, I think it's time for me to um to to rant, to run my mouth, and I guess more or less talk shit. Because I'm I I I'm kind of annoyed right now. I'm not as annoyed at last week because more information has come out and a lot of this, a lot of this drama has calmed down. And I understand why people are angry and upset, and I get it. But my issue is the fact that people that want to say "fuck all of this." Skirt the rules and so on and so forth, you know. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh uh, craftsmanship contest. Okay. First things first, what I'm going to do, I I need to put my cap on. Hold on, I I gotta be kind of sort of woke for this. I got I gotta I gotta put my cap on. So now that we got that, let me get my music. So. My issue is to all of the black cosplayers, con-goers, and fans that are bitching about this white cosplayer who won. All I have to say is, sucks to be you. How dare you run your mouth about something like this. The contest was for everybody. The main thing was had to be 80% or better to enter. Blurred transmission statement is inclusive to everybody you can't just say it's inclusive to everybody except for this one contest where it's uh, black people only no you can't do that that is not right and that's considered um segregationist and also against the law and the fact that these these so-called fans threatened this child because she won That shit is actually ridiculous and uncalled for. So how dare you? And then you want to go after the third place winner because she's Asian? That's disrespectful within itself. So y'all need to sit the fuck down and realize rules are rules. Oh, don't get me wrong. I understand why you're angry and and you're upset. Remember... When Blurcon announced their craftsmanship contest, y'all bitched about the fact that y'all couldn't enter pre-made costumes. Entering into a craftsmanship contest with pre-made costumes defeats the purpose of the fucking contest. Okay? That shit has got to go. I actually had to explain to one fucking idiot that... She won legally because her entire costume was 100% made from scratch. She dyed the fabrics, hand dyed that. I won't speak on behalf of Ichigo, but she probably has a good experience on dying fabrics and how much of a pain that probably is. This person had to say that because the contest said 80% only, she should have been disqualified. No, you fucking idiot it does not work that way now i actually had a disc i actually saw somebody earlier on one of the groups get all butthurt and mad about this whole thing And i'm just like no that shit does not fly some cosplayer by the name of darlena marie all right she's basically bitching and says she doesn't approve of white people doing anything in the costume contest you racist bitch Sit your ass down. It makes absolutely no sense. You gonna sit here and talk about how, you know, it's a black thing. We're all celebrating black creation and so forth. You're not really doing that since it's mostly, it's anime. We are black fans celebrating a, somebody else's culture in our style. Sit down and listen to yourself. Do you fucking hear yourself? And the fact that you want to say, you know, fuck the rules, the other girl should have won. No. Absolutely not. I'm not taking anything against the news the new winner, but from what I saw, she shouldn't have been, she it's she shouldn't have been in the second place. She should have gone to third place. The Asian girl, second, and the white girl First place, y'all want to sit here and talk about? Oh, it's it's a no-brainer to 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 make a Cardcaptor Sakura costume, bitch! Please, I was just talking to Ichigo a while back about Ronma one half, and she told me about what it went, what she had to go through to make her Akane Tendo cosplay. It's not easy to all of you who are sitting there talking about her. Or her costume is easy, easy, just easy. S- nut up or shut up. Why don't you go ahead and make a card cap to soccer cosplay? You're black like me. There is a big mama in your family. There's a big grandmama in your family. I guarantee you they know how to sew on a sewing machine. They can teach you. Why don't you go ahead and make one, all right? You talk to somebody who has made their own costumes, commissioned costumes, has done presentation judging at conventions, and craftsmanship judging at conventions. It's not easy it's fun it's hard but it's not easy okay and you want to sit here and talk about you want to throw the fucking rules out now i'm not talking to those who are mad because they read the rules and understand no i'm i'm this message is for those who are mad about the whole situation but and you just want to ignore the rules ignore the mission statement. This is for y'all, you ignorant motherfuckers, okay? And you want to talk about it ain't easy, there's no spotlight? Do you not realize the number one black cosplayer in this country is part of a team representing the goddamn U.S. at WCS next month? Or or, or, or are you just so blind that you don't see it? And I know her. She is one of my best fucking friends. And she's been cosplaying for 14, 15 years. Makes everything from start to finish. So it can be done. So you know what? Enough of this bitching. Next year, put up or shut up. Simple as that. Basically, all this entails that you black cosplayers who sit here on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter showing off your costumes that you bought this, that you are the shit. No, no. You, you are not the shit. You are not. What you w- need to do is learn how to sew. And you ain't gotta take a pattern and sew for a start. Take your asses down to Goodwill. F- buy Find some clothes. Peace modded. Start somewhere, okay? Because this gatekeeping bullshit has got to stop, okay? And all of you are talking about, oh, I ain't doing BlurredCon next year. This is good. You ain't gotta do BlurredCon because they sure as fuck don't need you. And they are doing fine without you. And as I have said, I am not keen on BlurredCon for my reasons, but you know what? Because of this, I may have to go check it out next year, because I am legitimately curious. You know, maybe going to this con will change my mind about how I feel about the convention in a whole in a nutshell. Okay? That's it, and we are done. And that's all I have to say about that. And if I offended anybody with what I said, Good. That most likely means I'm talking to yo dumbass. Let me take my cap off. And drink some of my water. So, think I got my point across? Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yappers, peppers. Yep, you definitely got your point across.
0: And I understand... I when my hot takes, I went deeper and harder than I normally would. I am just more upset about the whole situation and how we were handling it. The funny thing is, they're talking people are demanding that BlurCon be black only next year. So how are we gonna determine who's black? Oh wait, hold on. Here you go. paperback test anyone? Oh, no. And that's it. Now let's talk about One Piece collabing with Where's Waldo.
1: Yeah, so, uh, uh segue. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I,
0: it's okay. It's okay. I don't think anybody, I don't think anyone expected me to go this hard. I don't think anybody and did. And that's yeah.
1: like, it's totally, it's yeah. totally valid. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it just, it's a very intense topic. Um. Yeah, so we're going to go into maybe a little less intense topic. Yes, definitely. Uh, where's Waldo? Uh, everybody's still searching for him. Uh, I think he and Carmen Sandiego are hanging out.
0: I think they're secretly um, married.
1: So, One Piece is going to meet Where's Waldo in a new collaboration poster. Uh, where's Waldo has long been a series unlike anything else out there, revealing countless images where the readers attempt to spot the striped figure in the crowd, but it seems that a certain captain of the Straw Hat Pirates will be joining the montages with an upcoming One Piece collaboration. With the crossover event celebrating the 24th anniversary of Ichiro Aida's shonen franchise, the mangaka will be creating a poster for an upcoming issue of Weekly Shonen Jump that will recreate the War for Wano location of Onigashima. And wow, I did not pronounce that correctly at all. <laughs> Onigashima, there we go with Waldo most likely hidden in the mix of Grand Line characters, and if for any of those of you that have been One Piece uh, fans for a while, you'll know this is probably going to be next to impossible to find him. <laughs> there are so many characters within the One Piece universe that wear red and white stripes. The War for Wano arc has been one of the most action-packed battles in the history of One Piece, assembling thousands of pirates to fight for the future of not only the isolated nation, but the entirety of The grand line. Luffy recently was catapulted into the sea, seemingly unable to defeat the new form of Kaido, who had been able to fuse both his human form with that of his dragon side, that he has access to thanks to the devil fruit known as the fish fish fruit. Using this devil fruit to help granting his underlings some insane abilities of their own, the Straw Hats are now facing down untold swaths of villains." The official Twitter account for One Piece shared the new poster, as well as details for upcoming collaborations that we'll see while they're dropped into the shonen world that was created by the mangaka and has remained on top of the shonen series for decades. Mm. Um, <laughs> what's the weirdest anime crossover you've ever seen, chat? Um, have you been checking out the War for Wano arc? Uh, and you can let us know in the chat.
0: See, when, when I now... I don't know why. Maybe because hearing Wall will remind me of another TV show. Now when I hear One Piece or someone mentions One Piece, it, it I, it's going to be like this. This is the anime that never ends. It goes on <laughs> and on, my friends. That That's what it's come down to because this thing has been going for 20 years, Okay.
1: I mean, that's kind of like Naruto, except for the fact that it, like, One Piece hasn't split up its, you yeah. know, its it's different generations. It's yeah, I mean, like I there mean, was a time jump.
0: But, you but know, but the it. thing, but One Piece also had a time jump, but on the same time, Naruto actually ended at episode 500 and then <laughs> we got Boruto. So, so actually, if you're going to count the whole thing, I think Naruto is like around episode 750 or something like that.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I honestly when it comes to shonen in a lot of Japanese culture, that's kind of like the the comic that you read on the train, no yeah. matter how old or young you are. And like that's the and is and for being a staple as long as it has been, that's actually a really like that's a amazing feat for mm-hmm. both like Naruto, uh, you know, One Piece yeah. and most of the other shonen series that have been a lo- like around for so long. Yeah.
0: I look at it this way. One Piece has been running for 20 years. Detective Conan has been running for 25. Quality over quantity. Anywho. Let's see yeah, what...
2: there, there are some anime that have been running for a
0: lot longer than that. Oh, I know. I know. I just can't remember a couple of them. I know we discussed a couple of them on the show. Um,
2: I'm pretty sure... At least manga wise, I'm pretty sure that Shinchan has been yeah. going pretty
0: long time. I believe yeah, I think so too. And as mm. Bonza Blussix said, darn it, someone said Shinchan. Yep.
2: Yeah, let's see. Uh yeah, he was in weekly manga action between 1990 and 2000, and then Manga Town from 2000 to 2010. So his original run is August of 1990 to February 2nd of
0: 2010.
1: And Seattle Fury out here with the party, party, join us, join us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that doesn't even count because the new Crayon Shinchan manga started August 2010 and is still going.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, so we're, we're we're looking at quite a qu- quite a long trek for Shinchan here.
0: Yep.
1: And uh, if you think about it too, JoJo's been running a long time as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Didn't JoJo start in like nineteen, like nineteen eighty? Was it like eighty two or eighty three or something it's like that? A-
0: eighty five, something like that. Yeah. We're we're so, on. I think we're know, on. I, I know think we're on part eight now. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's a lot of series that have been running for a very, very long time.
2: <laughs> the one. And thing, yes, somebody <laughs> needs to dub Magic and,
0: and one thing about JoJo. I, I just like when when the rumor mill starts talking about the new stands and stuff like that because everything all of the stands are based on like music you know and Araki has said a lot, he's heavily influenced by rap and R&B and it's, it's like it's what he listens to when he works on the series so you know does make a lot of sense you know but um now, the next thing I'm going to talk about is is the Japan 2.5D stage play world. Um, if you remember like, a couple of years back, there was a limited engagement of a Sailor Moon show that was done in the same style. Me and Mako, we went... Ichigo, did you go to the DC one? Or no? Uh,
1: no, oh, I haven't okay. left my house ah. in, in an era. Uh, I I will soon be wrinkled and old, and standing off the edge of a boat, dropping off a heart-shaped locket into the into the sea. Um, As your
0: <laughs> fandom goes on. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I th- I think the DC one happened like right before.
0: It w- it was Saturday like that summer, right? It yeah, was the no, no, summer no. before COVID hit. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, it was like the Saturday one. I think it was. One week prior, and then ours was the following week, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um, what's going on with this is that for a few dollars, you can watch these watch the, the special effect musicals. It's um, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, uh, the musical, Nogizaka 46, 2019 version, uh, live spectacle Naruto, My Hero Academia, the Ultra Stage. And I kind of, I kind of want to buy tickets for the Naruto and the My Hero One because I think the PGSM one is one that we've seen already, you know. I I think that is the one,
2: but I don't think when they brought it here, I don't think they brought the entire show. No, probably um, not because they weren't gonna bring all of the actors and actresses over mm-hmm. with them. But they, so I, yeah. I think we got a. Not a dumbed down, but I think we got uh, less of the um, generals.
0: Yeah. And I did like the fact they threw in a little, like, we love USA and our New York thing at part of the show. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But, um... So, all the performances will, will be available with English subtitles, and you can watch it in the U.S., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the U.K., and Singapore, and it'll be provided through a ser- service called Globe Coding. Uh, August 6th to the 12th is Naruto. August 13th to the 19th is My Hero Academia, and August 20th to the 26th is Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And tickets are available at J25StagePlayWorld.com, and it's 15 bucks. And you don't have to worry about tickets running out. You know, it's a virtual streaming event that you can watch. So I think it's really cool. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, um, we're going to discuss um, Legendary J-Rocker Hide. Uh-huh. Yes, so um,
2: Hide is actually commemorating his 20-year solo career, and he's doing so with a live stream concert called the 20th Orchestra Concert 2021. Hide, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. and Jingu. That. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's going to be two performances in total, one on July 31st and one on August 1st. The VODs will be available for several days after the events. The live stream is available in all regions except mainland China, Russia and North Korea. Uh, The concerts are going to be performed outside of the Hien Shrine in Kyoto. Tickets for the live stream opened on the official website last Wednesday and will be available until August 4th for the July 31st performance or August 5th for the uh, August 1st performance. And they will cost $35 each. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, for those that don't know who Hude, who Hide is, um, he actually is part of the band uh, Lark and Seal. Uh, he's done his own performance, and he's also part of the group called Vamp. Uh, but he has done Music for soundtracks such as DNA 2, um, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, Reveroni Kenshin. Um, he's also done some stuff for various uh, video games as well, mm-hmm. um, including Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> and actually, I'm pretty sure uh, he
0: did stuff for Dirge of Cerberus. Probably so and I will say I remember about over 10 years ago I saw him as part of Arc on CL live at Otakon. and that was amazing we had these primo side, seat, side seats it was just amazing concert
2: i like he is an amazing person just as you know just the fact that he gives so much to not only his own community but other people around the world um, mm-hmm. when really bad events are happening. Um, he's usually one of the first in Japan that's, you know, donating money to the different organizations. Uh, so it's actually kind of cool to see that, you
0: know, somebody of his age is still out there rocking shit. I, I think the Hide to him, it's more about the love of the music than it is the money. The money is nice to have, mm-hmm. but you know, it's sort of like, you know, when you get to that point where, you know, the music isn't what it used to be, you know. Which is why I understand when some artists will change different genres or they're like, you know, I am done with this, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And now it looks like uh, Netflix is chomping at the bits with some Pokemon.
2: Oh, that was mine too.
0: Yep. Also your fandom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this and just kind of went, "What the fuck?" Um, but yeah, so Netflix is uh, actually planning for a live action Pokemon series, um, done done by uh, Joe Henderson, who uh, uh, is part of Lucifer's team. <laughs> Um, so supposedly, he's actually going to be set to write and executive produce the series. Um, so it was reported that it's in early development. Uh, there's no real details, um, anything like that. Uh, there's like they're, they're basically not confirming or denying that anything even leaked out. Um, But it is going to be a live-action series, uh, somewhat like the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, So, yeah. uh, I'm interested to see what they would do, uh, just because of you know, everything else. But the fact that Netflix is doing so many live action adaptations, mm-hmm. um, they're actually doing a one piece adaptation. They're doing the cowboy Bebop adaptation. Um, they've done a really crappy version of, uh, death note. I don't think anybody liked that. Um, they did, you know, full metal alchemist. So it's nice to see as long as they keep it true to, I guess the source material Mm -hmm. and don't change too many things, you know, Pokemon, you can really go out and do a lot of things with just because of how much crap is out there. So it's not difficult for them to come up with something that would be interesting and original, but keep to the source material. So I, I look forward to seeing if it actually happens.
0: Uh, two things. Uh, one, I believe Netflix just threw their name on the Full Metal Alchemist uh, movie. Warner Brothers Japan did that whole did it all themselves. I think they mm. just bought distribution rights. Ah, uh, okay. At number two, I, I just want to hear Pikachu go, uh, "Detective." <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear that just once, and maybe let Tom Ellis voice Pikachu. <laughs>
2: Hey, it would give him something to do since, you know, Lucifer's
0: basically done now. Yeah. And, you know, I saw a picture of him out, you know, in nor like a regular picture. It's the little things that make him look so different from Lucifer Morningstar. It's the little things.
2: Yeah, I, I still can't believe that he was in a comedy before this. What comedy? Uh, He was in a British comedy. Oh, okay. He's done a lot of stage and screen in Britain, but he was in a British comedy. That's what most people know him for in Britain.
0: And I, and you know, and I guess the way he's playing Lucifer on the show, I bet you that blew everybody's minds over there, you know, cause the way he's doing this, the way he's doing it, you know, kind of mm. broke the typecast of sorts. It's also like Hugh Laurie, you know, he, he, he did a lot of comedy before he was Dr. House. He did, He just did a lot of
2: crap. I mean, not crap as in... You know, he did stuff. a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. just he did a lot of stuff. I yeah. mean, yes, he obviously he did comedy, but he also did a lot of music stuff too. Mm. And then he did
0: House and uh, then kind of disappeared. He's probably chilling and enjoying the residuals and stuff like that. I actually
2: think he started doing more uh, stuff over in Britain again. Probably. Again, he's, he's another British actor, so, you know, they get done doing a U.S. show and go right back over to Britain.
0: hmm Okay. Now we're going to talk about something that I thought I'd never see happen. Hakuto no Ken Miyu. Or Fist of the North Star, the musical. I I never would have assumed something like this would would happen. So, it's going to happen at the Nisei Theater in Tokyo in December 2021. It is co-produced by Japanese talent agent Hori Pro and Ranspace. Along with a theater production company in Shanghai, China. There will be performances in regional cities in Japan starting in January 2022, with a tour in China later that year. This is the second stage play adaptation of the manga following Legend of the Century and Thugs in 2017. While the 2017 play is focused on the thugs of the Rao army instead of the main characters, this musical adaptation is based on the storyline of the manga according to the website story introduction. Uh, Newcomer... uh, Yusuke Onuki has been cast as Kenshiro, also known as the Man with the Seven Scars. Uh, Onuki has been dancing at the age of seven has been a professional dancer since 17. He has outstanding physical abilities and has worked across uh, genres such as ballet and street performances. Also, he recently voiced uh, protagonist Daisuke Kanbei in the 2020 anime series The Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited, which, by the way, is a really good anime. It's pretty good. I ain't going to complain. And looking at the picture of him, he does pull off a really good Kenshiro. I think they should adjust his hair a little bit, but you know, I think he, I think he can really do this. And, and I'm thinking about this from like, like a Broadway version. I, I I'm just hearing Kenshiro going, ah, da, 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 and there's somebody singing in the background, you know, about him killing somebody. <laughs> oh, that, that's gonna be a good one. And I see the Barry says there's American cycle the musical, so it stands to reason this is true. And on and on that every year I look forward to uh, a Christmas story the musical. I don't think they showed it this year, last year, but um, I I but they do need to put that on 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 a um, Blu-ray or DVD because I actually like it. So, *Fist of North Star* the musical, never would have guessed. And so we get down to our last article of the night about Neon Genesis Evangelion the the final film we will give it to our yeah. resident our, our residential uh, yonder yandere uh, over there ichigo <laughs> who do- who who does cosplay a pretty cute uh Oscar Langley thank you You're uh, welcome.
1: so yeah evangelion had mo- moves uh the newest movie 3.0 plus 1.0 moved up to the 35th highest-grossing film in all time Mm. in Japan. Uh, The final Evangelion film has exceeded a total of 10.15 billion yen. And with only three more days left in the majority of theaters in Japan, it was reported today that the final Evangelion film, Thrice Upon a Time, has reached the 35th spot of highest-grossing films in Japan of all time with more than 10.15 billion yen or 91.21 million US dollars grossed at the Japanese box office that's about 115 uh, 150 sorry million yen or 1.36 million made since numbers were last released 5 days ago when the movie reached the milestone of 10 billion yen mm. which is a blockbuster number in Japan the 10.15 billion yen gross was on the back of the 6.64 million tickets sold, making it the 35th highest grossing film in Japan between Bayside Shakedown, now at 36th, and Lord of the Rings Return of the King at 34th place. Mm. The movie is set to leave Japanese theaters on Wednesday, so its current position at on both the all-time Japanese box office chart and the all-time anime film chart in Japan, where it sits ninth overall will likely be where it stays. And that is great for a final outing of the franchise. It finally opened in Japan after being delayed twice due to the coronavirus pandemic on March 8th, breaking the records of franchise records for the first day and eventually becoming the highest grossing film in the franchise, Evangelion, in Japan in less than a month. Then the highest grossing worldwide in 35 days. And finally, the ninth highest grossing anime film in Japan of all time, it is the longest film in the franchise not including compilations or special screenings and an updated version of the film Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 was released in Japanese theaters on June 12th the film streams internationally on Amazon Prime Video on August 13th coming up in English and dubbed uh, dubbed and subbed so you can either watch it subbed or dubbed
0: and in 10 years from now Hiyaki Ano awakes from his slumber and goes, one more Evangelion. Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: it's
1: like Miyazaki, except with the Evangelion. Even... I'm
2: retiring. No, you <laughs> yeah. did that movie like crap. I'm going to show you how it's really done.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Evangelion 4.0. Too old for this crap. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's exactly what it's going to be. <sighs>
0: For Evangelion 4.0, how many times can I piss off the the right Ayanami fans? Uh, Eva 4.0, I'm my own grandpa. (laughs) 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 That's exactly, I like that one, that one's best. No, Evangelion 4.0, Shinji finally gets in the robot. Oh
1: my
0: gosh. No, 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 no. Evangelion 4.0, Congratulations!
1: Oh yeah, congratulations! And it's literally just like a, an hour long cast of them clapping. Yes, and like the little song playing in the background. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just realized that could be a that could be a skit to mess with people at a con. You know, everybody, the entire cast comes out to to the Ava theme and it, and everyone's looking all serious. Then they all turn yeah. and face the audience and just go, "Congratulations!" and start clapping. <laughs>
1: It'd be really, really cool. Yeah, you get the whole cast, and even some people doing like the armored versions of the the angels and the and the robots and everything, and then the units, and they come out and they're just like clapping. Uh, and we have we have um, Evangelion 4.0. You cannot stop the redo. And yeah. He, and Evangelion
0: 4.5 choke Asuka Shinji. Let's hear that snap.
1: Oh no. my gosh.
0: No. <laughs> Everyone's clapping congratulations, and Shinji goes, "I'm getting in the robot." <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then we- like
1: do it like a Final Fantasy ending, whereas it's like and then like everybody leaves the stage and then the screen go like the the stage goes black and on the screen it says the end <laughs> question mark yeah
0: actually I would think it would end more akin to um you ever seen uh Meatballs two. No. Okay, it's it, it it it's a Corey Feldman. Film. It's one it's one of those crazy, sex rom com comedies from like the early '80s. You know, Pee Wee Herman was in it. It's a funny film. At the end of the movie, Corey Feldman comes out and goes, "What are y'all looking at? The movie's over. Go home." And then he goes, "Oh,
1: the whole meta thing." Yeah, and he hey, goes, yeah. and
0: then he follows up with. I was in Goonies, go home. Something like that, you know?
1: <laughs> or, like, yeah, like, they re, re, they kind of revisited that. And, like, was it Toy Story 1 where Barbie was like, are they gone now? Oh, my God, my face is killing me. Because she's, like, smiling while everybody's yeah. leaving.
0: And also, I believe the first Deadpool movie did that, too.
1: Yeah, the first yeah. Deadpool movie did it, too. And we had Theo in the chat still waiting for Goonies, Goonies uh, 2. Sorry, there was an exclamation mark next to it. And my little stupid brain was like, is that a Goonies?
0: One? Goonies 2 did happen. It was the video game. They did the sequel as a video game. I did not realize how long it took me to figure that out because I actually thought for the longest time there was a second Goonies movie and the game was based on that. But... I'm like, well, what happened to the second movie, you know? Then I realized there was a Goonies game, and this was the sequel. The first game never came to the States, so they chalked this up as, like, a sequel to the movie. I guess it works. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I can see that. I can't picture Shinji singing uh, Twist and Shout, though. Um... Gendo, I can picture. But not Shinji. Alright, now let's get down to the lighter side of the show where we talk about interesting things out of Japan. Uh meanwhile in Japan. Yes, Ron Before Twenty. That's correct. That too. See uh let's see what do we have here? Um uh, okay, it's you know you could take the second news story uh okay I'll take the first one I really don't want to take either of the last two okay then you want to take the first one then mm. yeah I guess yeah I'll take the last one since we did talk about the first part uh on our on our last show. And I'm looking at this article and I'm like I know many people between the three of us that would do something like this. And you know I'm right.
2: Yeah, um Yeah. So, so uh basically an incident occurred. On the 12th of June in uh, Toyota City, Achi Prefecture, when a suspect consumed eight cans of beer between the hours of 10 a.m. and noon. Um, Interestingly enough, that motivated the drinking connoisseur to start cleaning his room where he happened to find a drone that he bought a few years previously and took it out of the box to see if it still worked. When he learned that it did, the drunken suspect abandoned his cleaning ambitions to take it for a spin. And not for nothing, how many people have started to clean up something, found something that they had lost and thought gone forever, and went, ooh, pretty, and stopped their cleaning? I think everybody has.
0: Guilty.
1: Hi. (laughs)
2: So, um, while in flight The drone weighing about 1.2 pounds Collided with the window of a nearby residence The neighbor called the police to report the crash And the ensuing investigation led them back to the suspect Who admitted to the charges of drinking and droning Mm. Uh, He may have been surprised to learn that such a crime actually existed um, as a law regarding it had only been passed earlier this year when Japan revised its Civil Aeronautics Act to include various provision for drones. As a result, piloting a drone while under the influence became officially prohibited, and his was the first arrest of its kind in the city. Wow. Uh, It certainly surprised many readers of the news who had never heard of such a crime before but could easily understand why it came to be. Um, See, (laughs) that's silly. Drones can't drink. (laughs) There's no drunk flying for drones. I didn't know that but they can certainly do harm when they crash. Drinking before noon, cleaning, playing with a drone, I can really sympathize with his
0: situation. (laughs) I think every, yep, everybody has. Yep. Uh,
2: it's another example of how the law must adapt to keep up with changes in society and technology. However, we too, as members of society, have to adjust our behavior to adapt with these changes as well. So the next time you get drunk before breakfast, get the urge to do some fancy flying. Remember to do it in a safe and consequence-free environment. After all, that's precisely the reason that Microsoft Flight Simulator was developed. <laughs>
0: And as Bonds 6 says, I can't see that enforcement working in the U.S. Neither can I. Half the cops will be too busy playing with the fucking drone. Mm Mm-hmm. We won't arrest you. Just give us the controller. (laughs) Player two. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Ichigo. It's on you, my friend. I actually like this story.
1: If you guys uh, are ready for a blast from the past, and uh, thinking of them vaporwave summer dreams, well, you'll be surprised to hear that the young girl starring in a cool, retro-style McDonald's Japanese video is actually 62 years old. Um, McDonald's Japan is celebrating its 50th birthday by recreating the scene on opening day at its first restaurant in Tokyo, and Tuesday marked the 50th year of the day, to the day, rather, since the opening of the first McDonald's branch in Japan, and customers at the McDonald's Tokyo's Ginza neighborhood on July 20th, 1971, were the first in the nation to taste the chain's Big Mac fries and shakes. To celebrate the anniversary, McDonald's Japan is taking a loving look back with an awesome commercial that recreates the scene on opening day. Not only does the video replicate the way the restaurant's employees' uniforms and even packaging looked back then. But the fashions of the era, too, with a huge number of actors and actresses in period-appropriate clothing and hairstyles. Wow, that's costume now, apparently. Um, You can look in the article to see photos of the area of Ginza from the opening in 1971 and the recreation stills. Then you also soon see the star of the commercial, a young girl and a date who's sitting at the table while the boyfriend waits in a long line to get them some hamburgers. When the actress is interviewed about how it felt to dress up in the 70s style, you might accept, expect her to describe it as retro or old school. But the word she chose was nostalgic mm. because she actually she's actually being played by Japanese actress Yoshiko Miyazaki who is 62 years old. And you can see uh, there's actually a bittersweet story going on as the video starts. As when the boy gets back to the table with the burgers, the schoolgirl-aged Miyazaki, who again is actually a 62-year-old Miyazaki, refuses to take even a single bite of her Big Mac. "'You're not going to eat after we came all the way here?' asks her date. But young Miyazaki simply nods her head with a tense smile and strained laugh. The awkward mood lingers as the boy eats his meal, and when he's finished, they part ways. "'Well, goodbye,' says the boy." The young Miyazaki watches his back as he walks away, her own expression silently starting to melt into sadness. We then cut to the present day where the visibly 62-year-old Miyazaki is sitting in a modern McDonald's with a different teen boy who asks her, but Granny, why didn't you eat it? I mean, I was embarrassed, she tells her grandson. How could I eat such a huge thing in front of the guy I liked, she explains. But this just prompts another question, since she's apparently gotten over her self-consciousness about opening wide for the big (laughs) (laughs) man. Well then, what about in front of Grandpa? Um, and then they have a little joke, and apparently there's a knock on the window, and it's Grandpa! <laughs> <laughs> and so they said, huh, so if the Big Mac had been a little smaller, I wouldn't be here, the grandson muses. And in 1971, Miyazaki herself was still living in Kyushu, on the opposite side of the country from Tokyo, so she didn't personally eat at the Ginza McDonald's on its first day. However, it says that the commercial's plot is based on a true story from one of its customers and it's a sweet reminder that sometimes what feels like heartbreak in the moment isn't really a romantic setback, but part of the winding road on the way to finding some someone you can be truly happy and comfortable with. Um, and we can't help but wonder if one day we'll hear about a love that bloomed in part because of the McDonald's caramel macaron burger we created. Um, yeah, in Japan, if you've never ever been to a Japanese McDonald's or a hamburger place, they have a lot of different things that they offer, um, yep. and apparently they also offer hamburger-shaped desserts. So yeah, it's and the the food's actually pretty good. We've been a few times, and and every time we've gone to a McDonald's in Japan, we don't we don't do it often, but but it's it's usually really good food for what you get.
0: I'm going to have to watch that commercial later. And to go back to our uh, our last article um, Michael Chan's uh, d- discussed, C DeBerry says droning under the influence is what happens when I begin to ramble drunkenly. Alternatively, one of my neighbors in New York should refrain from drinking and droning when he will pull out his bagpipes. <laughs> wow. Alright, so uh, uh, so two weeks ago, I believe, we talked about a story about a guy who, who stole an RX, a Mazda RX-7, stopped, and stole another RX-7. Or it was an LX-7 and stole an RX-7. Either or. I can gladly say that right now. We actually have a, um, a follow-up story for you. And it's a happy ending, too. So, lovers of sports cars, rotary engines, and human decency were outraged earlier this week when Japanese Twitter user NGO underscore FD3S posted a video of a group of thieves stealing his car from its parking space right across the street from his apartment in Nagoya. Unable to get down to the ground floor in order to confront them, all he could do was shout at them to leave his car alone, which is a Mazda RX-7 while recording the criminals are trying to get a good image of the license plate they had rolled up in before they drove off into two vehicles. When a car is stolen, it is often so that crooks can chop it up and sell its parts, and with the RX-7 being equipped with a unique rotary engine, the production of the model ending in 2002, its parts will likely command a premium on the shady second-hand market. At the same time, with Japanese domestic cars from the country's golden era sports cars reaching an age where they could easily be more easily registered for road use in other countries. Rumors abound of the less scrupulous overseas importers buying cars from thieves in Japan while being unconcerned with checking for proof of legal ownership. So there was a good chance when the thieves took that car, their eventual destination was a chop shop or a shipping container. Nonetheless, uh, this person asked people to be on the lookout for his beloved car as he called it F D, as this particular generation of R X seven is called, and he was reunited with it, which is great. The car was found in a coin operated parking lot about twenty kilometers twelve a little bit over twelve miles, northwest from where it was stolen, in the city of Inazawa Aichi Prefecture. The steering column had been torn up from when the thief hotwired it, but the rest of the car, including the numerous modified body kit pieces, looked unscathed. It even still has the aftermarket wheels, which are among the easiest parts of a car to strip. fd 3s tweeted that the car had been located early on Tuesday morning, a little more than 24 hours after posting the video of it being stolen. It appears it have been sitting in Enzo's lot for several hours, and the video he, and the video got may have been contributed to the thieves' decision to ditch the car, since significant attention would have gotten the gotten got would make the selling of the car more difficult. In later tweets, he has thanked the online community for spreading the word and says that after the stress and excitement of the past few days taking a toll on him, he's going to enjoy his first good night's sleep since the theft took place. Odds are he'll be going for a nice long drive soon, and while his car is in the shop to repair the steering column damage, he might want to think about installing an alarm, removable steering wheel, or some, so- or some other sort of anti-theft device since the thieves are still at large. I like that happy ending. It's far and few that somebody gets their car stolen and they get it back so quickly. It's a Kodak moment. Well, look at the time here. We're doing pretty well. I guess we should go ahead and kind of wrap up the show. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm all for that. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the show, ideas, suggestions, and so forth, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Sorry, Ichigo, I didn't set up one for email, but I should, so...
1: It's okay. I'm, yep. I'm really dumb. I forgot which ones were on the shortcut list. I, I sh- I'm thinking I
0: should, but I was like, nah, but I should. And don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll find our weekly podcasts, you'll find cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, convention reports, and links to our Facebook page of convention coverage, editorials, and a lot more. All at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can find our show on podcasting sites. Any app that you use for getting podcasts, you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, all that good stuff. And you can be able to listen to over 500 episodes of our show going back several years. And what's great is that this any of these apps will likely leave little review. So we'd appreciate that as well. So I think I think didn't I do a, a trigger for social media? I guess not. There we go, social. I thought so. I thought so.
1: <laughs> you're good, Brenda. You're good. I'm just I... trying out all the all the triggers. You know, you gotta keep the the bots on their their the uh, on their toes.
0: I yes. know itchy You're so. Have toes. Oh, itchy go. Okay, never mind. Oh, Ichigo, go. You're so trigger happy. And speaking of social media, find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on these social medias for convention videos, convention cosplay photos, when we're going live and all this cool stuff and then some. And down below is our tip jar, links to our Streamlabs, Ko-Fi, um, cheer and bits. And the auto hosting goes a long way. We really appreciate all that and then some. Thank you so much for that. And we're gonna go around the room. Last words, Makochan. I am tired. Last words, Ichigo.
1: I am also tired.
0: (laughs) Uh, My last words is dishes. And I think there is another show I want to check out on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. Damn it. Oh, well, it'll come to me. Anywho, that's it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. Ari will be with us. The whole family will be here. So, that's all great stuff. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan.
2: I'm ichigo
0: Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, perfect. That's it. We're out of here. See you next week.